Hey everyone, welcome to Entrepreneurship by Design with Dr. C. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline, and thank you so much for joining us today. Entrepreneurship looks different for everyone. How and why we start our business, challenges that occur, pivots we have to make, success we achieve, all while life is happening. That's why I love sharing these inspiring entrepreneurs with you and shed light that there is enough room for everyone to succeed and thrive, even if you're in the same industry. I am so glad you're here today because we have an incredible guest with us, Regard Tang. Regard is an energy healer and medium specializing in emotional trauma and ancestral trauma healing. Once a makeup artist in the fashion world, she moved from San Francisco to Los Angeles to New York to pursue her dream career. Despite her success working with numerous well-known fashion brands, Regard Tang battled depression and anxiety for many years. Regard's resilience and determination propelled her to dive deep into self-development and therapy. She discovered her intuitive gifts along the way and awakened her spiritual calling. Now she helps others heal their emotional wounds and overcome ancestral traumas with her unique blend of energy healing and mediumship. Join Regard Tang on an extraordinary journey of healing as she shares her stories and practical tools for overcoming emotional and ancestral traumas. Get ready to be inspired and discover the incredible healing potential within you. Thank you so much for being here today, Regard. It is such a pleasure to have you. And I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we'll go a little deeper. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for having me today. I'm very, very excited to share my story, share my knowledge, share tips and tricks for um, for your listener. So my name is Regard Tang. I am an energy healer, a clairvoyant, and a medium specialized in emotional trauma healing and ancestral trauma healing. So how do I get here? So this is actually is my fourth career, I would say. Uh, my first was in my 20s. I I my major was advertising and then my first job was um in marketing and till this day I'm not good at marketing it was just kind of like the money job right um mm -hmm. I I do I don't really have passion about it but on 2008 um while the market crashed I couldn't get a job for over a year and my boyfriend during that time asked me hey what do you want to do um what do you want to explore basically and I was like I always um, really intrigued with makeup when I was young, like three, I would say like not three, four years old, but like five, six years old, when I fripped through the magazine, I was like, oh my God, this is like just so fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And I always want to be a makeup artist. And he was like, oh, why don't you go back and just learn? And I was like, oh my God, this is such as like a huge investment. I don't know how can I afford that at this moment. Within three weeks, I actually flew back to Hong Kong. I born and raised in Hong Kong. So I flew back and uh, one of my friends took me in. Um, Hong Kong is such as a small place. And I'm very grateful, one of my very close friends, that she has an extra room for me to stay there for six months uh, without charging me rent. I was like, I'm just extremely grateful about that. So um, during that time, I spent six months there, I got my makeup certificates. So when I went back to San Francisco, I start my makeup journey. Mm -hmm. And at first I was doing weddings to just make money, but it still wasn't my passion. So I moved on and I know that I have to move to LA or New York to be successful. So shortly after, maybe like in a year to two, I moved down to LA. I got to the point that I was like, whatever, I just need to move, right? So I pack everything in one car and just move, not knowing where to live, not knowing 
what my clientele is. I have no <laughs> clue what I was doing. Um, and it was like uh, 2012. And I was like, I, it's, it's, a li- it's, it's a liberal faith, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I did it. Um, I stayed there for two and a half years. Um, and one day I told my boyfriend during that time, I was like, hey, you want to move to New York? And he was like, are you insane? We just moved to L.A., not that long ago and I was like well you're not that busy in here in LA I build my portfolio and I think that the next step we have to make it which is New York yeah it was like let me sit with it let me think about it so shortly maybe like two three weeks after Mm -hmm. it was like okay I guess that we should move to New York so we sold everything we could move back to San Francisco a little bit before move to New York same story but this time it wasn't a car this time both of us we have each of us we have two luggages and a carry-on and (laughs) and as a makeup artist I do some hair too so I have more than one luggage it's just my equipment and I brought very little belonging not knowing where to live (laughs) have no connection whatsoever Mm -hmm. and I just moved um, and I'm very grateful that in, I lived in New York for five and a half years. I really, really, really worked my way up. And I, I was really passionate about my job. I was really passionate about the beauty industry, the fashion industry. But however, fashion industry is a very fast-paced industry. And it's um, everything is just unknown. Um, you can get a call or emails today at 6 p.m. Can you work tomorrow at 8 a.m.? And sometimes after you work, you will be just waiting for the money to come for Mm -hmm. six months. So it's a lot of like unknown. It creates a lot of insecurity. Mm -hmm. And at that nature, it creates depressions. And this is how I, I... I realized that I had depression, but I actually start having depressions since... LA or even further when I lost my job in 2008 right Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just battling a lot internally and um, many times when I wake up in the morning doing my own makeup before going to a job and I was like looking at the mirror and I was like who is this person I really hate this person I don't I don't love it. I don't, I just don't know what I was doing. Right. So long story short, I know that my mental health and my happiness is more valuable than being just successful. Right. Because when I was in fashion industry, I was looking at those people, everyone is miserable. (laughs) And I started going to therapy five years ago, uh, 2018. And I realized that, okay, I should move on. I should go. And um, I was, I was trying to understand what is my next step is and trying mm-hmm. to find out what is my next step. And one thing led to another, um, I was like, oh, maybe I can do coaching. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so on 2019, um, August, I signed up for this po- coaching program for six months and, um, and you can take it up to a year. Um, and shortly after six months in pandemic hits, um, 2020 March, every single set shut down by the end of February. And I was wondering, I was like, okay, I have zero income. I don't know what to do. I live in New York city. 
in a shoebox with my best friend. We live in a 450 square footage apartment. And um, I, I just need to move on and maybe pursuing my coaching career. So um, later that year, I moved to Las Vegas and uh, moved in with my parents. And Mm -hmm. so I moved in with my parents and okay, I have no job changing my career, like, which means that I, I was lost in my identity. Same year that uh, my boyfriend broke up with me. Uh, and I moved in with my parents when I was 40. And I moved out from Hong Kong to uh, San Francisco when I was 11 without them. So that mm-hmm. actually created a childhood trauma. And so it was a huge change. And when I was trying to make it as a coach and that year, because a lot of people lost their job, a lot of people like self-reflect, a lot of people is like, okay, I'm helping myself. I want to help other people. (laughs) That industry just all of a sudden it booms Mm -hmm. and the same is great. But at the same time that it's diluted, it -hmm. means that it's really hard to find clients. And um, in a year or so, I only have a few clients that under my belt. And I was keep asking universe. I was like, what the heck I'm doing? Like, what is my purpose? Like, like, just give it to me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, doing to, uh, 2021, I spent a whole year just to heal myself, heal my inner child, heal the relationship with myself, heal the relationship with my family, a lot of healing going on. And December, 2021, I went to one of the event and that day it just struck me. And my spiritual gift is just unpacked that day. And uh, I was start able to hear, uh, Cyril was telling me things. Um, and I was able, I always able to feel other people's emotions. Um, and I have cried for other, like especially men. I was able to connect and cry for them. And after the cry, they always like, oh my God, I feel relief. I feel lighter, that rock on my chest that it felt like it lived up, like what kind of magic or what kind of like woo-woo things that you did to me. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, everything has a little set up. It led me today. So that, that was my story. Yes. And I, I love that you shared all of that because I want to unpack a lot of it. And I'm so curious too, because I know you had a lot of change in careers, but it seemed it was so seamless of where you were supposed to go. It might've not seemed seamless in the moment, <laughs> but it just like evolved. That's maybe a better word to describe that. And how did your background in the fashion industry influence your path towards becoming an energy healer and medium? So like, were there any unexpected connections or lessons that carried over into your current work? Yeah, that is a great question. So in the past, um, because I left my parents, I was so young and Mm -hmm. I was, I was still developing as a child. Right. And um, I realized that I, I always take everything so personal in the Mm -hmm. past and everything. is just like me, 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 me. Like there's like a little, little regard inside, which is the inner child. Never you, never like I, I want to get the attention. I'm like, okay, I want to try to help you, but it's me, 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 me. So um, one thing I learned in fashion industry is nothing is about you. Mm-hmm. Nothing is really <laughs> about you. Mm-hmm. You don't know what is that person is going through that moment, right? Yeah. 
you just have to be better. You just have to always show up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't take things personal because let's say with um, if the budget is reduced, they can't hire you and you will not agree. What is the easiest way is they hire someone else. And of course that as an artist, my feeling get hurt. But mm-hmm. once I change my mindset, it's like, okay, they might reduce the budget or they might want to try someone else. You just have to keep moving forward. If you keep on holding of like, oh, why they didn't choose me? That is the moment that it keeps dragging you down. Once I learned how to let go of that, mm-hmm. I was able to move forward faster. It doesn't mean that my, my feeling doesn't get hurt. It still got hurt, but you're able to move forward in that mm-hmm. sense. That is one of the biggest lessons along with so many different lessons mm-hmm. from fashion. Fashion taught me, like I was in fashion for 10 years. It taught me so many life lessons. I feel like it's equally, if I've never been in fashion, I feel like I will live two lifetimes to learn all those <laughs> lessons. <laughs> oh man, I, I believe that <laughs> wholeheartedly. And it, it's crazy because it, what you're mentioning, it's very fast paced. You're constantly moving and you don't know when the next paycheck's coming because it takes time and all these other factors that you've had to really dive into. But I want to go back to your intuitive gifts and if you can share some moments or experiences that led you to recognize your intuitive gifts and have that awakening spiritual calling. I know you had that moment, but were there anything before that or after that? What did that look like? Yeah. So I would say, let me see, let me think back. Uh, It was approximately four and a half years ago, uh, lost in time now. So it's like 2018, 2019. Uh, Halloween, uh, one of those years. I'm I'm sorry. Like I have to. I should have to jot down. But um, that moment, I got connected with uh, one of the guy on set um, because that we were doing an Indian movie <laughs> at that time. And there's four guys. They came from Texas, and um, they were um, they were the pro under the productions and um I just got connected because I'm an extrovert and I want to make friends I I I love to connect with people and I connected with them because they are at a similar age and they are not familiar with New York and I was like hey I can be your guy right like let's let's hang out like we have to spend time for two weeks why not right Mm -hmm. um and I always want to give the best experience for people um who comes to the city so, um, so we connected and then, um, at that Halloween, um, I had a little bit too much drink. <laughs> it was a lifestyle. I tell people that, um, but also that I was numbing my feelings, um, during that time I use alcohol to numb my feelings. Um, so I, I invited them to parties and after the party, um, I was like, Hey, I had like a, a, a very nice rooftop, um, on my building why don't you guys just come hang out because we had a little too much drinks anyways so we were hanging out at um the rooftop and one of the guy I'm not going to say the name (laughs) um we got connected more deeply compared to rest of the threes um and he was just saying something like oh I I don't care this I don't care that like and then he has daughters and he's like well I'm I'm I do whatever I could it just like he show off at this like mm. like I don't care much that kind of thing but mm. I feel him dip down that he was scared so much 
and he verbally just saying, I don't care. So he tried to brainwash himself, but he wasn't really. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I got connected so much that my heart was really, really painful and really, really heavy. Yeah. And my throat is start like closing <clears throat> and I start crying. And I was like, put my hands on the table really loudly. I was like, shut up. You don't mean that you don't care. You care so, so, so much. And I start bawling my eyes. Mm-hmm. All of the guys, they were looking at me like, what the heck? <laughs> what is going on? And one of the other guys was like, oh, let her cry for him. Like, he needs this moment. She needs this moment. Mm-hmm. That moment was extremely, I, till this day, I cannot use word to describe it but I understand why now because mm-hmm. I do have a gift back then but it wasn't just like fully unpacked right mm-hmm. and um so afterward <clears throat> when they were walking out um off the building uh we had a moment to hug and he was like oh my god I don't know what you did to me or you what you did for me mm-hmm. I, I I just can't explain and I was like yeah, I can explain also. Mm-hmm. So moving forward two years later, similar things happen. I got uh, I got a chance to meet this person. Um, he was a, a building developer. Um, it was our first meet. We were just hanging out. And mm-hmm. um, he brought me to his building to sh- like show me, oh, this is how it developed for the building. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, it's very, very fascinating. And we had this very deep conversation. It's just so funny. I am a person because that I always self-reflect, self-development, a lot like improvement, right? If I'm able to connect it with someone, even though in our first meet, I always able to um, having this like deep dive conversation with people and I'm not shy about it, right? Similar thing happened. He was just asking me, oh, how do you feel like what what are you like he was just telling me that oh I'm a shaman I can feel the room and I was like very interesting I am a person able to feel other people's emotions Mm -hmm. and he was like okay how do you feel about me and I said something and all of a sudden I will start crying again Mm -hmm. and and that moment all of a sudden I hear that I was like spirit was telling me that you have to put your right hand on his chest and put your left hand on your chest that moment it lived off his burden for so many years because mm-hmm. that um, his mom was uh, a narcissist and he was mm-hmm. in an abuse family. Um, mm-hmm. I know it later. I didn't know that at that moment, right? Yeah. Um, and so those are the, the, the events. It happens mm-hmm. before I actually develop my gift or unpack my gift. <laughs> Yes, no. And that's incredible of what you've been able to do. And you didn't even realize what was happening because you were just kind of going with it. You're being led in a way like spiritually of just what was in that moment for the the individual as well. And, you know, I know you talk a lot about ancestral trauma too, and the healing aspect is so unique. It's such a unique aspect of your work, but what led you to explore this area and have and the impact it has on your clients' lives. I know you just mentioned two different individuals, but that was kind of before you even knew really what was going on. Yeah, so um, I would say I didn't choose the path that I, I, I chose. 
they chose, they chose me. <laughs> I didn't know that like my, I always curious that what is my purpose on this earth? And I always know that I'm here to help people, but I just don't know what and how, right? Um, earlier that I briefly mentioned it about my family. Um, so mm-hmm. I moved out from Hong Kong to the States when I was 11 and my parents, they had a really good job um, at that time. So that's why they stayed behind while I was here pretty much by myself, even though I grew up with my relatives, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it created a lot of childhood trauma. It created a lot of resentment. It created a lot of hate. Um, and while I was growing up, I'm the only child. While I was growing up, I was still, um, I, I, I had a really good relationship with my parents, but I always have this like anger toward them because I feel abandoned. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't know until that I start going to therapy. So Mm -hmm. as I said earlier that, um, 2021, that I spent a whole year kill, Mm-hmm. And, and I can't escape because I live under my parents' roof at that point, right? Building my n- new business, mm-hmm. um, trying to figure out all my life. And I was like, doing that time, I'm like, I'm hating this so much. Like, what is the point? I always ask universe and spirit, like, what is the point, right? Yeah. Even though it wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. and you can only grow doing uncomfortable you can grow fast do it uncomfortable right so I spent time getting to know them better um Mm -hmm. I spent time for them to get to know me better and and our trauma I wouldn't say that it wasn't there it's still Mm -hmm. there because it's a history but our relationship was getting closer and closer and closer and closer and I understand them better and I got to the point that we don't really have arguments anymore we have conversation sometimes heated but we don't like butt hat like because me and my dad we butt hat a lot right yeah and um so once I healed that my own family wound when I developed my gift um and I I had a mentor since day one I I'm very grateful and I'm very lucky on that sense and she was like trying to develop okay you can feel people's emotions but what do you do like what, what is your specialty? Right. Mm -hmm. And she was putting me in different kinds of clients every time it came up family. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. I didn't ask for it, but they like, I start hearing, Oh, your mom side or your great grandparents from your mom's side said this, or your great, 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 great grandparents from your dad's side said this, or they experienced this. This is the reason why that your grandparents are very toxic, blah, 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 blah. So I start able to hearing every time family ancestral. So I didn't choose it. They chose me. Yes. Now it's so crazy too, because sometimes it's just that path is leading you. You had to like go through certain experiences to get to where you're at too. And I think it's beautiful that it is family and you had to heal your own wounds going to, I know you mentioned a lot of self-development and therapy practices that you came in, that came into place. And I know you talk a lot about overcoming depression and anxiety, how it can be such a challenging journey. And I agree just being a former therapist and dealing with both myself too. Could you elaborate a little bit on the self-development and therapy practices that particularly had an impact on your healing process? 
Yeah. So um, as I mentioned that I, I have a therapy and I'm still going to therapy to me nowadays, going to therapy is kind of like taking a shower or brushing my teeth. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. (laughs) So like, because that we all have challenges and sometimes that we, we can't handle ourselves. Like we are in our own thought. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, therapy is a huge help to me, even though I have a really great support uh, family and friend systems, Mm -hmm. but they're not professional. They don't know how brain works. Yeah, very <laughs> they, complex. <laughs> yeah, very, very complex. And um, I am highly aware of my mm-hmm. actions and I'm very highly self-aware. But sometimes mm-hmm. I still like, okay, certain things trigger me. How can I mm-hmm. handle that, right? Right. So um, I'm not going to lie. I'm still dealing with very, very low-grade depressions. Um, it's because of depression is uh, people that they don't really talk about it, but I feel like we should talk more about it. Majority people, there's at least one episode in their life that they go through that they feel depressed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And because of my, it could be our childhood um, trauma. It could be my experiences. So I, I got to the point that like depression is, is just at the background and I have a lot of tabs open right? Mm-hmm. And it's just one of the tabs at the background, right? And I'm highly functioned. And mm-hmm. I, but I notice it. I'm not like, I joke about that. I don't wake up and having birds landing on my shoulder or landing <laughs> on my head and have rainbows, right? Some days I do, mostly I don't. Right. Um, but when I understand that and going, talking to therapists, reading books, listening to podcasts, going to, I joke about that YouTube university yeah. all the time. <laughs> um, it gives us an understanding. A lot of people experience the similar things that we, we are experiencing. And also it gives me different kind of tools and understanding, oh, how my brain works, why I react like that, why da, 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 da. So mm-hmm. that is part of my self-development. And, and also I am a person that who consistently wants to be better. Mm-hmm. A week from now, a year from now, I wanted to be better off where I'm at today. I can't, I'm not a person just living um, and there's no judgment whatsoever for other people, right? But this is just me because I know that my purpose in this world is help other people. If I'm not helping myself and not being better, how the heck I help other people? Yeah. Point blank. And, you know, I think it's just so important too, because the more we evolve, the more we can help people, because I think we're always a a couple steps ahead of people, especially like when you're in the coaching world or different industries, when you're just a little bit better too, you can see things differently. You have different experiences and you can pull those experiences and share it with your clients. Or if you have a client that has similar like family history or knowing a trigger or something along those lines, it really opens up that window for you to see it in a different way. And I think that's a beautiful thing, but I'm so curious too, what are some practical tools or techniques that you use to help individuals heal emotional wounds and overcome ancestral traumas? Are there any particulars in those practices that are powerful or transformational? Yeah. So I would say there's no one size fit fit all. Um, Of course, there's like some similar tools. And every time when I bring my clients in the session, the mm-hmm. first 10, 15 minutes, I also, I usually don't tell my clients, don't tell me too much information because mm-hmm. I want to tell you 
Yes. What you are experiencing or what your parents treat you. So you know that I'm legit and I'm like, oh yeah, I get all the information and I already have the whole blueprint, right? Yeah. I'd rather to give you the blueprint and confirming, right? So usually that after understanding, um, I'm either able to, I will start asking questions to spirit. How can I help my client? Um, mm-hmm. at this moment at this time right yeah. sometimes I'm able to pull the energy sometimes I'm able to break down certain um, uh, blockages or um, just one example one of my clients that her energy has been so negative for so long and she can't go fast so I cannot pull so I have to open that little knob to kind of like drip yeah. the, the toxicity out of her mm-hmm. right um and then usually spirit will give me to give it to them exercise to do some people that they cannot speak their truth because that they are people pleaser mm-hmm. or that they are like oh i just want to be lovable so they never have their own voice means that they're not being authentic right mm-hmm. so spirit will ask them to either to hum or to sing or even going to the mountain to just scream. Mm-hmm. So is there, there's different method. I, I, I can't say there's one size fit all, but I'm just talking about the throat chakra, right? Mm-hmm. So that is one of the example. Mm-hmm. I love that example because I know that's actually something I went through with a healer that I worked with. I was really able to pull out from spirit that wasn't speaking my truth. And I was that pe- former people pleaser and wanted to just be liked versus being me. And I think it's so interesting too how things can be blocked and the energy based off of the surrounding, but also from generations prior, it might not even be personally what I'm dealing with, but something I might be carrying. I've released a lot, but we definitely got to talk more (laughs) outside of this, but I'm so curious too, because of, I'm sure there's a lot of skepticism as well of just, is this legit? But I love how you kind of covered that too, of being able to tell them versus them telling you too. So you can show them the blueprint and really identify that for them. So they have that like, oh, wow, this is real. This is happening. (laughs) And so even being in the healing industry, because you were talking about how the coaching industry, especially around COVID, it got very saturated. As an entrepreneur in the healing space and industry, what challenges have you faced in building your business and establishing yourself? And how have you overcome those challenges? Yeah, so I would say that I always wants to help people, right? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't able to identify who I should take and who I shouldn't. In the Mm -hmm. past that I just like welcoming everyone. It's like, come, come, come. Like I, I, I can help you. I can help you. But the thing is, one thing along the way I had to understand is I'm not for every single person out there and not every client is for me. Mm-hmm. I cannot force them to change, right? Mm-hmm. Means that they come in for a session, they're like, oh, great, it's, it's good information. But if they are not doing anything, mm-hmm. I, I can't help them. In the past, that I feel a lot of responsibility, yeah. I would say like, oh yeah, I, if this person is coming to me or even friends, I'm like, I have to help them. I have to help them. But actually it's a, it's a trauma response. Mm-hmm. means that like, I want to get validations from other people. Yeah. Instead of, I genuinely just want to help them, give them the tour. Like, Hey, 
here you go, go do it. Right. So that is one thing I had to overcome because in the past, again, me, 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 right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do this, but I don't get validated how that works. Like, you know, so I have to overcome that for, for my own self and my own business. And now that I feel way more free. <laughs> It definitely takes a load off too. And I love that you focused in on that because especially in the beginning, sometimes it's, well, you're trying to build your business. You're trying to establish yourself. So you're like, yes, I I need the clients. I want the validation. Come, come, come. And then it's like, oh, (laughs) hold on a minute. (laughs) Slow your roll kind of thing. But understanding what the best clients were for you. Family kept coming up as a theme with your first few clients, like you mentioned earlier too. And I'm curious, are there any misconceptions or misunderstandings about emotional trauma and ancestral trauma healing that you frequently encounter and how do you address it? So a lot of people thought about that when I bring up their ancestors, they're like, oh my God, are they going to haunt me? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Are they going to stay with me? It doesn't work that way, right? Spirit, or when when someone is is going to their after an other world or after world mm-hmm. or after life, right? They they already in that sense. They come to you or they come to me because there are certain messages that they need to speak and they need to deliver in order that for them to have peace right Mm -hmm. um so people that they misconcept on like or misunderstanding um oh my god this is too woo woo or oh my god this is like it it should be untouchable like if if i bring them in they will never leave it's not like like that and also i as a healer um sometimes a certain energy cling on me Right. And mm-hmm. I have to let those spirits know um, or those ancestors, my client's ancestors know like, hey, this is a section. I will come back. Um, I will ask my client and tell, tell my client that your ancestors cert- said this certain things. And we come back and address that. Mm-hmm. And usually that when they are able to communicate through yes. me um, and and those energy will be like, OK, I, I will be back right? Mm. There are certain energy will cling on me and I usually have to cleanse and I have a way to cleanse it too. So yeah, that's definitely important because I'm sure just a lot of my friends that are in the energy space, they're like, yes, you need to cleanse a spiritual attachment, things along those lines that have come up for others too, but I'm glad you're addressing it and take care of yourself. But speaking even of just well-being, how do you balance your own self-care and well-being while dedicated to supporting others on their healing journeys? Yeah, um, I do have a very strong boundaries now. <laughs> I didn't in the past, right? Yeah. Um, so I only take on the right clients that's for me. Mm-hmm. There's one kind of clients that I do not take is in denial. In denial mm-hmm. means that they are like, oh, everything is fine. Like everything is okay, right? Mm-hmm. When you come to me, <laughs> is it everything's okay? <laughs> and also I feel like certain people that they are not they are not ready to do to do what they needed to do or needs to address certain things right um so how do I separate that or how do I like take care of myself I actually do have in the past when I was in fashion whatever work comes I would say yes but now that I set like two three days of a week I'm not doing any readings 
because like I can focus on so much and I can only do so much for a week uh, right now, because unless I, my energy is keeps expanding and getting stronger, then I can get more clients. Right. right. But at the same time, I have to be relaxed. I have to hang out with my friends. I have to hang out with my family because in the past I never had those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Means that I put my job before everyone else, even before myself. And now I realize that if I really want to help others, I have to address my own need first. Mm-hmm. And if I can't today, I will let my clients know because there's many times that they are like, oh, can you do it today? I'm like, I'm available next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So that is a boundary and mm-hmm. take care of myself. Yes. Now you're speaking to the boundary queen. <laughs> no, I, I like, I think boundaries are so key in everything, but also understanding our own energy of what we can handle, what needs to be put on the back burner and not just being yes, 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 but really saying more yes to ourselves versus others. And really being able to have that set schedule of like, yeah, I can take you on next week, but not right now. Like you have other things to do, other um, responsibilities to yourself first and foremost, because I believe prioritizing ourselves is key, putting ourselves at the top of the priority list. And I'm just curious, because I know you've worked with so many people, but what has been the most rewarding moments or moment you've experienced as an energy healer and medium? That is a great one because I, in the last year and a half, I have provided over 140 readings already. So it's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, I actually have one um, not related to ancestor, but it came to my mind. It was a very impactful one. Um, I didn't know that I can read people's past life as well. Hmm. Um, so it's, I have talked to spirit and spirit told me that this is one of your gifts, but that is not your focusing gift right now, because we want you to focus on family and help people with their ancestral um, traumas. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. I have, I have read people's past life in the past. um, And I'm just trying to shorten it. Um, There's two strangers on TikTok. And um, so my mentor, she hosts TikTok regularly. Um, Mm -hmm. And there was two strangers in the audience. And when I read one person, that person was like, no, that wasn't me. And then the other person is like, this related to me. And then when I dive really deep, I see the whole story of their past life that they were sisters. And then this year, I mean, this lifetime, they meant to find each other to help people with sisterhood. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a very impactful story. Um, and it was a very long story. But long story short, the uh, the past life dead was uh, going through a lot of financial burden. Um, he committed suicide and he brought the girls with him. And those are the sister, but they survived. Um, yeah, so they survived. And then um, I was able to see air. Fr- it wasn't just clip. It was a whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, which was like two months later, I read an other sister. And this time I pick up an other pieces and continuously from the first one. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Like just the fact that you have these gifts one, but being able to have that connection and really healing the families. And that's, I mean, my background's marriage and family therapy. So I'm all about that, like family dynamic, 
but really being able to heal that past because it comes up in so many ways that we might not even realize. I'm, I know you can speak more to that as well, but I so appreciate you sharing that because it's so heartwarming. Like when two complete strangers on TikTok and then that connection, it was like meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And what advice or words of encouragement would you give individuals who are struggling with emotional wounds or ancestral traumas and are seeking their own path to healing? Yeah, I would suggest people be curious, like curiosity is the key to success or key to healing, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people is like, oh, therapy doesn't work. <laughs> um, uh, like spiritual event or sound bath doesn't work, whatever, like meditation doesn't work, right? If you set your mind and telling yourself this doesn't work, you know what, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you're able to open your heart just a little bit, I tell people because like a lot of my clients, I realize that their heart is completely closed, right? Mm-hmm. And I told them, you don't have to crack your door wide open. Why don't you just cut out a little window and have a chicken wire on it and just look through it <laughs> and be curious? Mm-hmm. And and if you feel that that's right, open up a little bit more. And maybe you have you can open up the door, but with a screen door. And so you yeah. can look more, right? Yeah. So to me, I can suggest people is like, when you are curious, you are actually welcoming your ab- abundance. Mm-hmm. And when you do not have the curious and you have your mindset, you're blocking everything is coming your way. Not only healing, healing is another thing, right? Healing is one of the steps, but every single thing that you receive, you're mm-hmm. blocking how you receive it. That's really encouraging. And, you know, I just love the example you gave of like the little window with the chicken wire, but I think that's kind of just the process of healing too. Everyone's on their own journey. And some people, even in therapy, you don't just start with all your deep, dark secrets and unpack it all in that session. It takes time because the psyche might not be ready, your body might not be ready, all of those things, but it's taking the time. And I love that you said, just remain curious, be open to it. And if you're open to it, you don't know what will come from that, but it can be a beautiful process. And it's never all like rainbows and sunshine, but being able to just understand it better. So you have a little bit more grounding in that. So I love that you share that. And I appreciate you sharing that as well. And with your journey of entrepreneurship, I know you've been in a lot of different industries. What would you say are your top tips for entrepreneurs? Um, The top tips, I will say that understand who you are. Um, because you never, if you don't understand who you are, people is always like, oh, let's set an avatar. Like, what is your target audience, right? Great. <laughs> that is like an outside, like an outward thing, right? Yeah. But if you're never able to understand who you are, you don't know how you can serve or mm-hmm. how you can help people, right? Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, that no matter is, a, is from a product to a service, you want to have this not only earning money, let's put earning money aside, right? Mm -hmm. You want to give a product to someone or your clients that it works for them and they are raving about you to bring you more other people, right? Right. But if you don't even know who yourself is or what this, why this product works or what is the the really like connect the story, Mm -hmm. sure, you can still earn money. But what it connected to people it's being real human. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. 
just letting that simmer. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was really good. It it just kind of gives that perspective because you're right. It is from the inner work and like your inner self that shines through in so many ways that people don't even realize. I understand we need money to make things happen in life and all of those factors, but it really starts at the core. And I love that you pointed that out because I, I think that is very key. And with all the tools, because I know you use a couple of different tools to build your business, what has been one of your favorite go-to tools that you've used to build your business or a few, if you have a few? Yeah. Um, so I, there's no sponsor, <laughs> <laughs> no sponsors, <laughs> but, um, for my website, I use Squarespace. Um, mm-hmm. it just works out really well. Yeah. Um, and because for me, I do have to write, um, uh, articles or blog or um, uh, newsletter. Um, English is not my first language. I'm a foreigner, right? I'm an immigrant. So to me, writing, I'm still struggle quite a bit. Like I have no problem whatsoever communicating or having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Writing is a different world. Um, a month ago, I, I started using OpenAI, which is the mm-hmm. ChatGPT. I was like, oh my God, it saved my life. <laughs> It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. I'm not saying that like, oh, just copy and paste, but you still have to read through it, right? right. But you can ask you can ask them to ask you questions in order to understand your model and then help you to write. Um, even though like for if you need to have a speech, right? Mm-hmm. Ask them to help you write. That is completely saving my life. <laughs> Again, there's no sponsor. <laughs> no sponsor. <laughs> no, I love that. That has been like my new best friend. <laughs> there you go. It's my new best friend too. <laughs> it's been so helpful. If you could give a message or takeaway for the viewers listening right now to walk away with after watching this interview, what do you hope they'll remember about your journey and the potential for healing within themselves? Yeah, so I would say all of us do have traumas and a lot of people that they neglect their traumas um, and they put it on the side, which means that you're not addressing with your inner child. Your inner child doesn't care about how much money you earn. They don't care about your success. What they care is fulfillment and also happiness, right? Um, earlier, I was going to say something about that um, when you do the product and things like that. One thing it came to my mind was like people not only want the connection. Money is great, but if you feel empty inside, you are not emptiness is equal unhappy, pretty much. Or it can it can also relate it to loneliness as well, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to understand and address that. Um, and I know trauma is sounds such as a heavy word, mm-hmm. right? Some people that they might not having like uh, abusive parents or mm-hmm. um, like like that parents, but however, that if you experienced it mm-hmm. um, when you were young, that your friend, your uh, a third grade friend that who betrayed you and you feel. Uh, betrayed it and when you're older it's like lingering on you I think that it is good to address that and then it just help you to move forward mm-hmm. and and opening your heart a little bit to not only be a better human but it's better to yourself and have a relationship that you already have and already building how can you build it more up 
right? So um, I think that is my advice and tips and tricks <laughs> for the audience. I love it. And I think it's extremely helpful, but I've been so enjoying this conversation in regard to where can people find you, use your services. We're going to link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Yeah. So um, my website is uh, regardingenergy.com. On TikTok and Instagram, they can also find me regarding energy. It's very catchy. It's my name, regard regarding yeah, energy. <laughs> very on brand. <laughs> yep. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Regard, for just sharing your beautiful energy with us today and all your insights. And I really hope people grasp the idea of what it can mean for them to have that healing and start that process where it makes sense for them when, when they're ready. Um, but thank you again for coming on today. Thank you. Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from regard today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we'll see you on the next episode.